A A Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah What's poppin'? What's poppin'? We're back You already know the deal Episode 5 Of course You know, at the end of the day Coming here once a week Spending my time with my bro Talking about shit Is great What a life we live Exactly What an experience I mean, this is this is a blast. It's yeah, fun. You just it's have fun. a good time. Fuck around. Just sit here, talk. It's like a little weekly learning experience for us. About, because believe it or not, you know, we've known each other for what now? Three. Yeah, three years. And I mean, you still learn something about the other person every single day, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's just cool talking to your boy. And, and we got to share a beer. And this yep. week, we got a new beer. As always, each week. New opening song, new beer, and this time, we got Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Belgian white. Quality. Back to Belgium, man. They just know how to make their yeah. beers. Oh, yeah. For sure. Let's crack right. them up. Bless. Why do I always get the fucked up one? I got it. Cheers. Cheers. So... Today we got a little something interesting for you guys. There's a, I've been discussing this with a lot of people and I especially had different opinions on it earlier in life compared to where I am now. But this topic that we want to start off with is veganism and animal rights. So that yes. kind of group. I mean, this this is definitely starting to push push, the <laughs> ba- push our boundaries and push some buttons. But, I mean, we're just here to share our opinion. If other people have a differing opinion, that's fine. Of course. But hear but, us out. That's why <laughs> you guys are a, here to listen this to is, us. Yeah, exactly. This is our platform. And we're, <laughs> we're going to talk gonna as much it. trash as we want. And I, I, I want to be specific here. Um, you know, veganism, obviously, there's... For those of you that don't know, I don't know. All right, who uh, every, everyone, everyone knows, knows vegan. They don't yeah. eat meat, but they don't use any sort of animal products. I feel like there's two types of people in this yes. world that are vegans. There's one person that are strictly doing it for their health. My mom is a vegan because she has rheumatoid arthritis. She's had it yes. for years, and she's tried many different things along the lines of medication, physical therapy, <laughs> but nothing seemed to work. But one of the biggest things, she changed her diet, she turned, she became a vegan, and her rheumatoid arthritis, although not completely gone, has like substantially fallen down, and that's because yes. of inflammation and going on a plant-based diet, <laughs> brings that down, whatever. For that reason, yeah. I am completely okay with. Where I begin to have the issue is when people <laughs> are like, oh, like, do you think a cow wants to die? Like, we gotta yeah, save the yeah. cows, well, we gotta save the chickens, like... Yeah, well, that's who we're talking exactly, about. Here. Exactly. Like we have we have teammates who are vegans for the purpose of plant based. Yeah. All right. Plant. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> but but we, you know, we have teammates that are that are vegans for health reasons. Yeah. And I know other people who do it for health reasons specifically. They might have an autoimmune disorder, what whatsoever, something like that, and that's why they're vegan now. The people we're talking about, as you said, are the people who promote veganism for animal rights. animal rights. Now, my biggest problem with that, obviously, I'm a big meat eater. I love my yes. meat. I love my red meat. I know that's not the healthiest thing, but 
of course I love eating cows. I, I love eating my beef because it tastes good and it's it has its health benefits too, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know. I, I know I say you know a lot. Let's take a little side yeah, note yeah, right here. L- little sidetrack. The first time I, we've actually remembered it in the middle of a recording. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I say you know a lot. I've been working on that. He has. We've heard the criticism. <laughs> we've. We, thank. Thank you, everyone, for the feedback. I've been trying my best to stop myself from saying it, and I think I've done better the last few episodes. One hundred percent. But I know the first one was was pretty bad. But. <laughs> All right, back, back to back to the topic. I mean, we're talking about a group of people, a, a large part of that group, because those are the people that push their will, agendas. Will, will push their agenda on yes. people like us. Yes. Now, and you're such a fucking horrible person because you are you don't believe in what I believe. Exactly, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Like, why can't? Th- technically, I can. This is my own opinion. We are the alpha species, obviously. Yes. And we control the food chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be morally wrong in your eyes, whatever, but who? It's it's our decision. It's our opinion. It's 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 what we do. It's not like we we're killing all the cows in the world. Yes. Or or all the chickens in the world. We're keeping it in check. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 on a massive scale, and for people, first of all, to think that we could completely change that in like a span of five years is absurd, because farmers contribute so significantly to the economy, and and people like imagine if farmers were. To, to cease to exist, right? Think about how negatively that would attribute to society and, and to, to to how things work. Yeah. It would be absurd. And I know people are going to be like, well, farmers, there are farmers out there who farm basic crops, you know? A and, lot and, of the money comes from ex- livestock. Ex- exactly. A lot. There, there are significant amount of farmers out there who make their money from animals. I think the rebuttal would be that if they stop farming animals and they completely switch over to taking like, so let's say you have a certain amount of land designated to livestock, you take that away and you just farm like crops instead. But I don't think it's but as that lucrative. Ruins, that, that ruins yeah. the whole chain in the you economy. You spend a lot of money. Because, because yeah. in turn, that would decrease the prices of, of the, the crops and, and, and the fruits and the vegetables. Yeah whatever's being sold and then in turn negatively affect all farmers no matter what the people who used to sell animal products or produce animal products would now be make less money and then the people mm-hmm. who would sell crops would would make less money it's it's just the that's a very like like outside the box way of thinking about it like i don't think most people consider like farmers when they talk about this topic a lot like I, and I agree with you I think that it's interesting the way that if you know we for some reason America switches over and makes it illegal to have meat products or something like that that you'd be putting a substantial amount of people out of business and that that could obviously hurt the economy big time but when I think about it it's like also just a quick thing. Yeah. Think about all the businesses that would be yeah, hurt exactly. from that. Not not even Family just farmers. Companies. Exactly. 
and yeah. rest restaurants, mm-hmm. fast food chains down the tubes. Good night. Like, see you later. Exactly. And I don't want to hear, oh, vegan burgers. We can no, change it. Yeah. No, no. That, that, that changes everything. And it would significantly impact our economy. Yeah. I think uh, uh, what they try to talk about is, like, they say that, like, they, 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 don't, they, can't, they, they can't control being killed. Like, it's not the animal's choice. And that we shouldn't be doing something that, quote, unquote, they don't want to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, when I hear that, I'm just going to pose this question. Uh, I'd like you to answer, Paul. Mm-hmm. If I throw you into the savannah, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a pack of lions down down the road that see you and haven't eaten anything in like three days. You think they give a fuck? <laughs> exactly. What, exactly. What you care about? And to mention your earlier thought pro- or your thought point, um, we're the alpha species. I think obviously that is strictly due to our number population overall and our intelligence those are the two things it's not physical attributes right one-on-one against a gorilla you're dead one-on-one against a bear you're dead lion dead a A fucking elephant unless you have a shotgun and even then bro i would not be surprised if a fucking black bear running 30 miles an hour at you will take a shotgun in his very thick pelt and can still maul you before you can even fucking pull off the second trigger it's because we've 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 adapted We've made the most out of our situation. Exactly. Which, all right, people might say, well, it's unfair, this, that. I- We're looking at fucking animals who don't even understand, or we cannot understand la- their language, but to the best of our knowledge, it's not even though that they can talk to each other within species. Like, they're not smart enough. Like, why should we have to look for other sources of food, which are much harder to get would be a lot more um or a lot less lucrative for Mm -hmm. most companies when we can not only keep these animals in check so that they don't go extinct that they don't overpopulate because that also has issues that's i was going to mention that that also has issues there's a huge fucking population problem in Kauai uh with chickens because they brought them over there to kill uh, fuck, what was it? I forget what the story was. It was either rats or fucking um, guinea pigs. One of the two. And they brought the chickens, but there was no natural predator to the chickens. <coughs> so now the chickens overpopulate. So we can now keep those two in check and also feed a large majority of our population for, for cheap. And to throw all of that away because you believe all, like animals matter i know that's well, a weird yeah, way to say well, it i mean like, in the, in that sense if you put it that way of course then it sounds messed up but mm-hmm. then if you look at the repercussions yeah horrible. of of what kind of impact that would have it would be terrible it would ruin everything and i don't want to hear oh well no we have an economic system established that would be completely ruined for uh, that would significantly suffer because this we would see it would impact everyone literally everyone economically think think about how much and there's no five guys anymore unfortunate well that that too there's 
there's different, it's not, I'm not saying, my opinion is that it's not only because we like meat. Yes. It has, my opinion is that. It's logical. It's logical and there's significant repercussions. Yeah. I just. For for that. I, I hate any type of person that has a strong emotional connection with something either they believe in or something they're doing something they're a part of to where they love it so much that they have to fucking shove it down your throat force it force it down your throat if you want to and if you you disagree with them you're fucking stupid if you want to propose it to somebody and and try to convince them to do it in an intelligent manner and yeah. explain and if the they don't d- if they disagree with you like you're okay with it uh, and then there's the argument also of uh the fact that cows have a significant negative effect on the environment mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard that like no like the animal production stuff which it, which it does it that that's true but like I said again, that would have significant economic repercussions. And that stuff, like like taking away animal production and think and you know, yeah. things in that category that account for that amount of pollution, it it'll have we will feel significantly more negative effects from that from taking it away than keeping than it. what it is now you know because yeah. because companies aren't going to stop pumping smoke into the air no you know and that's that's, that's a different topic that's, that's a chemie's <laughs> fucking problem dealing with all that bullshit yeah well yeah so yeah. moving on <laughs> uh it's definitely another touchy subject we're getting into some uh some deep waters here for sure as we go on we start pushing the boundaries getting a little, a little bit more comfortable exactly so we're it, it just makes us more open with with the audience this these these are certain topics that you would talk about behind closed doors yes and we don't give a fuck but we're, we're <laughs> opening that door now yeah because we because these are the topics that people want to hear about that's why it's true i agree that's um true. so we're going to talk about how we uh, look at women, <laughs> how we rate, how we rate them, how we like, uh, like what we're looking for in in, exactly. in women, what attributes we would, as just personally and, and yeah. with anything, it's like people have different tastes, obviously, but ours are the best. Well, here's <laughs> I I've t- explained this to you before my rating scale. Yes. For girls, now, as a disclaimer, I have a girlfriend, and. I Obviously, don't. I would have a biased opinion. Yes. On on her. But at the same time, she, I mean, she knows this whole this whole situation. She knows how I I uh, this was all prior to to me meeting her. Mhm. this was all developed bef- before that. The podcast so, that is. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's not really something that she I, cares I'm not about. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously she doesn't want me saying that you know, oh, this girl's like, that's fucking amazing. Uh, but, but regard, regard, which is, I mean, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, that Yeah, 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 But I'm going to talk about how I, w- I rate women, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the standard, you know, guys are like, 
oh, she's a 10 out of 10. She's a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that scale. Now, the problem is a 10 for you could be an 8 for someone else. Mm-hmm. Or, or a 10 for someone else could be a valid, 7. Valid point. Exactly. So, the scale that... I, I don't take credit for developing this. I had a friend who's currently in the Marines. Mm. He explained this to me in depth. And Fear I thought it was proud. a brilliant yes. idea. So, there's... First tier, second tier, and third tier, right? And those tiers are split into, or no, no. So, well, there's single, double, and triples, right? Those are the three tiers. And those are the three tiers, and then those are split into three three tiers. So it's like a first tier double, a second tier double, third tier double would be the best in the double category. Then is right triple above the best, triple is the best, is the worst? single is the worst. Okay, so. And then, Nine possible ratings you can have. Exactly. So, a th- tiers depend on the three main attributes a, a man would look at. All right, here mm-hmm. we here we go. The face. Yes. The melones. Yes. And the ass. Yes. The three main attributes. So let's say a girl has two nice attributes, and she's gorgeous right no 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 well i mean there's also a curve in terms of let's say she's a stunning woman Mm -hmm. but she doesn't have curves whatever yes then she could jump Mm -hmm. uh uh, like from double to triple so so So, the tiers are more to rate i'm sorry the the groups are there to just rate them overall and then within those three groups you use the tier system to break it up even further. Exactly. Like so, you can have a you can have somebody who is maybe in tier two, and they have a nice face and nice nice boobs, yeah, yeah. and they would be tier two. But the same person <clears throat> with nice boobs and a nice butt, but maybe not so nice face, would still be a tier two group two person. Would 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 be a second tier double yes. or mm-hmm. a second tier triple. Mm-hmm. So in order to be First tier single, second tier single, third tier single, first tier double, second tier double, third tier double. So that makes sense because now I tell you, okay, she's, she's, she's a third tier trip, uh, Mm. third tier double. Yes. Now, and the important thing to remember also is that third tier triples we're talking are like the upper echelon, best of the best. That's a rare category. Like, can you name like a celebrity? That would be on that list. Blake well, I mean, Lively. that's. She... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like, well, yeah, Meg, Dude, Megan Fox, maybe. I wouldn't put her at in the... her day. I know she's. Kind oh, of... like Transformer days. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, like that group of people. Yes. And I know you, you veer towards blondes, and I mm. veer towards brunettes. We've had this debate before. Yes. <laughs> I mean, my girl, my girlfriend's a brunette. Caruso typically goes for blonde. Although, you know, obviously that's, that's all flexible for, for anyone. I know types matter more for women than they do for men though. I know that. I wanted to talk after you, after you finish up with this, that's what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, so then let's, let's say a girl is a third tier double, right? She's got a nice, face a nice melones and <laughs> a nice ass then 
she goes into a second tier triple. Yes. But let's say she has those and like she's like a little bit over like over the top, then you then the curve comes into play, then you could put her into a first tier triple. You That's what, what I was saying? gonna ask you. Like what's the difference between the third tier and the first tier the of thing, the next group? The thing with the curve is that a curve gets put into play when a for, for the curve get, gets put into play it it could only be a one tier curve so let's say you could only go from third tier double to first mm, tier triple you're not going from third to second. you're not going from from you could go from a you can't go from a first tier triple to a second tier double like that's a little yeah, bit too far because then that veers the scale steep. you need to have an accurate scale and that's the point because that then we let's say my friends at at that time for example you say that then you have an idea of what you're looking at yeah. you know what what you should expect mm-hmm. and the the thing is let's say you're put in second tier double that doesn't mean that you're at like like yeah. a five mm-hmm. it's a completely different scale mm-hmm just because you're the in the curve middle is there, different, way different. Exactly, it's it's like a five wouldn't fall into that category. I mm-hmm. guess I was gonna because I was gonna bring up comparatively. Like I think this is a much better scale to use than your the classic uh, zero through Ex- ten. Exactly because because men- it breaks up. It bre- I think the breaking up within tiers and groups can really differentiate um, one person's liking compared to another person's liking. Because like you said at the beginning, somebody's 10 is different than it could be an 8 to somebody else. But if you have this kind of standard scale set out where you're putting them necessarily into groups, then you could say, oh, she has some of these uh, characteristics, some of these. You could generally exactly. put it into this place. Exactly. And I think it makes more sense. It, it, it makes it easy. So, oh, I found this girl, whatever, and she's this. Mm-hmm. She's a second tier double, for example. Yes. Then you have a picture in your head of sort of what you can expect. And and normally, ninety nine percent of the time, the accuracy rate is either third. Yeah. People think it's a third tier double or a first. There will be double. times where someone's like, "Oh, she's an eight, and I look at her, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Exactly. Yeah. Because that because it's a, an eight is different for everyone. Everyone. Um. But, yeah. So I think. Uh, other, obviously, that's the main thing, you know. Guys want to date attractive women. Women want to date attractive guys. So that's definitely key. But there's also other stuff that I wanted to point out. One is, like, organizational. Like, that's something that I'm very big on. Well, well, here's... That, well, that's, that's like a different, those attributes, like that's not, a whole not, different, that's a whole different topic though, because, because personality traits obviously make a big difference yes. and that rating scale is purely for, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm kind of, I'm for determining the looks because there are some second tier or first tier triples that could look very attractive physically, but then you meet them and As it's a like person, it's like get the fuck oh. out of here. but then you meet some second tier first tier double who or even like fuck it third tier sec second tier singles who like mm-hmm. their personality Macho. will 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 make it will make them more attractive in turn because personality does does fucking matter 
even when it comes to to like hooking up to to yeah. a certain extent you know because you, you don't want to hang you, somebody who's ho- hooking up wouldn't want to hang out around like a stunad you know yeah a, a stunad's like italian. an idiot italian slang i learned that stunad. from good from, fellas yeah <laughs> and my girlfriend yes italian but i was kind of taken away because i feel like you know the scale i use my whole life is obviously the one through ten and you bring up a good point as far as how you rate women but i feel like there's obviously there's def- different attributes that you got to look at because bro like sometimes i feel like you ever see that video of the guy who's like graphing out shit and he's it's like the hot versus crazy scale and he talks about like how there's a line there's like a correlation between hot and crazy like the hotter they are the crazier they are but it's like on an xy graph so he puts like in the section where if you're there between like nine to ten hot and they're from zero to one on the crazy scale those are like unicorns like can't find them (laughs) (laughs) but and then there's other breakups uh, uh of the graph that he does which are pretty funny um but regardless i think that if you're going like for me when i when i look at a girl like a big thing about me and i talked about this at early episodes like i shit talk a lot like yeah a lot like in these past couple days of practice i've been going like i've been fucking shit talking a lot and obviously it's for all for fun i'm yeah. trying to push these guys they shit talk right back at me and that's fine because i know they're just trying to push me harder and point out my mistakes in order to try to get better and all yeah. this stuff but I kind of take that into my personal life and not as far as like, I'm literally just roasting you to fucking roast you, but I may say something that like is coming at you or am pointing out a flaw of yours, not because I don't like it or not because I like, I, I'm trying to like make you feel bad, but more just to like make light of something that is, you may think heavily on in order to try to get you to be like, all right, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't really matter that much. And you can move on from it easier. Stuff like that. But even just roasting like everyday things, like if, if you do something stupid, I call you out for it, yeah. right? And I know all my guys take it easily. Because like I said, I can go out and fucking roast the shit out of you at practice. And you can roast me right back. And I'll dap you up right after yeah. the practice. And we'll go, we'll, yeah. we'll be hanging out later. We get into like full You know fledged- what I'm saying? full-fledged yeah. arguments on the field cursing each other yeah. out and then we get off the field and it's all so and i feel like that's a big part of me and that for me builds camaraderie and bonding mm-hmm. so that's what i know and that's low-key what i bring to relationships like why would i want to treat a girl differently than that like why would i not be able to act like myself and like to me it's like if a girl is like soft in that attribute like I wanted to give all that context before I said the word soft because I feel like you can take soft in many different ways. But the way that I look at it is like if you're soft in the mind, that means that translates in other in other attributes of your life. You give up on stuff easier. You're not as um, uh, regulated. What's the fucking word? You have like a set things you got to do and you always do them and you keep doing them regimented that's what it is you're a very regimented person you have your fucking um 
things that you want to accomplish, you know what you want to do, and every time you're fucking on it, you're doing your thing. But to me, soft people would be not able to go after those goals of theirs as much as somebody else. And especially when they're around other people, if you know you might get roasted for something you're trying to aspire to be, you might have less of a motivation to actually continue it because you're like, oh, I'm just getting shit on. Why should I even do it anyway if I suck? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like that softness, not only just for roasts and jokes and things like that, able to laugh at yourself, but I definitely think that that translates to other areas in life. That, to me, is a major turnoff. It's like, if you are soft and can't get shit done, like, why yeah. would I want to yeah. spend my time with you? Yeah, I agree with that. For me, one of the biggest personality traits that's important is intelligence. Yes, key. Intelligence and also, like, humbleness mm. to, to a certain degree. I I don't like... I, I love confidence, but humbleness, mm. if that makes... There's there's a fine line confidence between... Confidence and cockiness ar- is two different things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people people have arrogance. I mean, we're both fairly yes. arrogant people. I would people. definitely say that I'm cocky as shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty arrogant. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty arrogant, but I'm also fairly confident in myself, and... To a certain degree and in certain points, I am humble and I could I could accept the fact in certain aspects that I can improve, that I could constantly improve myself, which mm-hmm. is super important. And if I I know someone who is one intelligent and two is humble but confident in themselves and constantly wants to improve, then that's sometimes even is is more important to me than actual attractiveness because it'll make looks, you more confident the, the yeah exactly and the best way to look at it the way i look at things especially in terms of how i found my girlfriend whatever uh, not that i think she's a obviously she's a very beautiful woman in my eyes mm-hmm. you know i think she's beautiful but the important thing to remember and the advice i give to people is that looks don't last forever right and you mm-hmm. have to find someone that is your best friend you connect with exactly mm-hmm. who you who who you could talk to forever and never get bored if that makes sense you have to, you have to, someone who you're not going to get sick of because that that's what ultimately makes you happy in the end mm-hmm. by the time you get 50 60 years old i mean she's not going to look like she did yeah when when you're 20 25 you know it, yeah. the, the most important thing is that you find someone who you could connect with. And for me, that's someone who could be who's intelligent and who who wants to constantly improve and, and has set the same the bar sense higher. of humor as you as well. That's, that's also me. That's important. I, I feel like if you're not laughing at the same shit, especially sometimes when you find someone who something you find is fucking hilarious, but the other person finds super offensive, like that's it sucks because it's like, damn, I can make these jokes with my friends and laugh about these things with my friends, but as soon as I bring them to you, like, that's morals. might not be... Yeah. Morals. So, yeah. You have to have similar morals because if if you don't have similar morals, then that becomes a significant problem. If not now, then down the line. No matter what. Yeah, obviously. Because then that changes the way... You once you get married and then start having kids, 
kids is is a big deal. You have to decide how to raise your your child. That's and if you don't if you don't have the same moral perspective as your partner, then you end up having huge issues, especially when it comes to your kids. Yeah. Because then one parent wants this, the other person, the other parent wants this, and then there's conflicts within in that sense, and then that ultimately negatively impacts your relationship tremendously. I definitely want to touch on this subject before we we move on from this this topic. So that's big. I was thinking like if you don't have the same morals, right, same beliefs when you have kids and you got to raise them a certain way, it would be tough when especially now you're trying to teach your your fucking kids what is right and wrong if you have a different view from your partner then you know, that might bring some issues. So I actually had this question with myself. Like, what happens if I marry somebody who is religious? Now, obviously, as I went over before, I am an atheist. I don't yeah. really believe in God. However, I was brought up on a Catholic religion. And I do understand and recognize that a lot of the things that I was taught, um, not only from teachers and, and, and priests yeah. and things like that, but my parents especially were based off of those quote-unquote morals. Yeah. And that's who I am today. And I really like the person I am today. I think that I believe in a lot of good yeah. things. And I would want my kids to feel the same way. However, I don't want to teach my kids that religion. Like well, I, I don't want, Yeah. So if I marry someone, am I going to be able to be like, okay, let's just do whatever my wife religion is and if she's atheist we could just you know tell the kids yeah. bullshit but even so like wouldn't like i would feel like i don't want to treat my kids like they're stupid like i see their yeah. kids but i want to be like yeah like god is real when i'm in my head like nah well that's that's an interesting point when you come to like what am yeah spouses with different religions which could work because just because you're a different religion doesn't mean you don't have the same moral or sim very similar moral upbringing there are certain things that might differ and obviously you might have issues with whose religion will mm -hmm. the children follow or let's say in your case an atheist and a religious person yeah but i think the moral thing has more of an impact than religion because as long as you have the same morals it's easier to compromise with mm. with your spouse so obviously the religion thing could be a difficult thing to accept let's say when you're in in a relationship but you wouldn't be in a relationship with that person in the first place if that person believes in different things or, yeah. or that or that different things are right mm -hmm. right versus wrong mm -hmm. and as we spoke about in the past, in, in the last podcast, is there are a lot of religions who have similar beliefs. beliefs, you know, and and also different different people are a different level of religious. So, let's say you marry someone who's Jewish, a Jewish woman, but she might meet, might not be religious at all. Yeah. Then, then that might it not even really that. The morals are what matter because morals 
are what ultimately lead a person's life and shape a person into who they are. Yeah. Religion doesn't necessarily do that. It's that's more just of where moral. they get it that's, from. That's where morals are morals could be developed and and how they're built up in a person. Yeah. But but relig- religion is not as important as moral as as morals in general. And as yeah. long as that's probably the most important attribute and to have consistency among both spouses or both partners mm-hmm. than than anything else I think in my opinion. I just think it'd be interesting to see, bro. I can't. I really can't think of any kid that's grown up in an atheist household. Like, I want to know what that kid fucking turns out to be. Well, that's I, th- must think they so exist. much differently. I mean, they obviously, exist. Well, obviously they exist. Well, think but... think about it this way. There's it's it's becoming a lot more common where let's say parents aren't religious at all, mm-hmm. but they're quote unquote. Catholic, they don't or, teach that. They don't go or to Muslim or Jewish. Exactly. I want a fucking so then, straight up atheist so then, like me. Like not that like oh I grew up Christian. That exists. And I don't that believe, ha- that, I don't that exists. Like two people that are like nah I God think, doesn't exist and they tell their kid from the start and that kid's the one going to school like what the fuck are you talking about Santa Claus? Who the fuck is Santa Claus? You know. I think and telling these kids ain't real. But yeah, I think that's that that still exists. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah, we got we're a little off topic, but uh, definitely a nice little rant there. Well, that's that kind of relates to, yeah. to the importance of of how you view how we view women. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anything in the obviously the first part could be debated, whatever. But the mm-hmm. second part, I don't think we made any controversial statements no. whatsoever. I think I think it's it, it all makes sense in my eyes. But the end goal of any person. Is to get rich. Well, that in in my opinion, obviously, okay, okay, okay. That again, that could be disputed. That could be disputed. But, but my opinion, a lot of people. I mean, I think that would be a very nice attribute no, to have. Money, money, and wealth is the ultimate goal in life. But there are some people in this world who would be uh, overly rich, as in the billionaires, the millionaire, the multi, multi, multi millionaires, like the. 600 plus millionaires those motherfuckers control this like everything that is happening and celebrities and celebrities obviously they they have a lot more power just because they have a lot of wealth whether that's they were inherit it was inherited or they made their own money whatever the case may be exactly it it cannot be disputed that these people have a strong hold over society and just because they have money, regardless if they're educated or not, they make a lot of the decisions. And I think that that affects the country that we live in today in multiple different areas. Yes. The thing about that level of rich is those people, whether you realize it or not, control the world. And there's no there's no doubt about that. And the evidence is there. Especially the first place you look is legislation mm. and the government. So, just basic government and politics, looking at lob- lobbyists. Lobbyists are companies or people who pay off or fund campaigns and and different representatives in the House and Senate mm-hmm. to push their agenda. So, 
all these billionaire comp these huge firms and companies and corporations will fund a certain candidate because they said they're going to give their company and their business certain breaks if they that, get into well, law, that and, and that's why they give them more money and push legislation that yes. will ultimately benefit them and benefit them exactly at the cost of millions of Americans. And some of these corporations are monopolies to a certain degree, or or semi monopolies, where they have so much power that they could impact society so greatly with decisions that they make mm -hmm. within within the company which and is which is nuts and that goes from legislation to the value of, of the dollar or any kind of currency yeah as well as going into the stock market and impacting share prices and things of that nature it's 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 nuts how much control and how much power these people have. And I think uh, I watch a lot of uh, Dave Portnoy. I'm not like a huge barstool guy, to be honest. But like I love Dave Portnoy. I think he's awesome. And he um, he has like this... Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. He has like this, um, I guess, stock... Uh, I forget what it's called. But uh, he has some stock podcaster video series. Oh, but he always... Uh, he calls those guys the suits. And that's how I yeah. that's how I recognize them. It's the fucking it's the people in the stock market or investment firms that are in these big fucking multi billion dollar businesses just straight up investing. You always fucking you would see them in suits. And that's why they're yeah. called the suits. And there's been some interesting stuff recently that's been happening on the market to try to counteract the suits. Me personally hedge, I started the, here, hedge yeah, funds. the hedge funds. Me personally now, I started seeing it happened with Dave Portnoy, you know, stocks only go up. He gets his group of uh his large group following to all invest in certain stocks that he says and they go up and you know, it doesn't really matter what the suits say because he has a decent amount of people who can buy into those stocks and make them go up um so that it works for him, but um uh, Paul's a little bit more um uh educated on this subject and, than I am. Well, because I'm fairly involved in the market. Now, I'm not going to share how much I've invested. Yes. But let's say it's enough to where... Financial... Di uh, fuck. <laughs> Discretion. I, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... it's. I'll, I'll just say that it's enough where if things go well, it positively, very positively impacts my income. If things go bad, it's very negative. Mm. <laughs> and, and so so obviously i need to be pretty educated to a certain degree on what i'm doing especially because i'm so involved in it and because i because of the amount of my own savings that i've put into this so what's been going on recently it's it's a very interesting phenomena that's and 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 uh, situation that we have here, something that's unprecedented. And I know that people say there's this is a market pump, and obviously 2020 and 2020 was a huge bull market, which meant that everyone was. It, I mean, the stock market went up so much mm. from the, from the crash. So people were bound to make money, right? 
But this current situation that we're in, for people that don't know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it, the short squeeze, which started off with a famous investor who was anti, who, who shorted Tesla. Now, shorting means that you're betting against the stock, essentially. You want them to fail. Exactly. And you make money if the stock fails. Or if you're short in the market, you make money when the the market fails or drops. So there's this one famous investor who said that, who's been big on shorting Tesla. Now, if you know anything, Tesla has been a huge catalyst in the market and has significantly pumped up since the start of since the 2021 or since the 2020 coronavirus market crash it's become famous among the average person investing mm. right and the volume significantly increased and that's how people have started to make money now there's a reddit group called wall street bets which is at the center of this and wall street bets uh, reddit is a huge fan because because it's made up of the common man they're a huge fan of tesla and there's this one investor who's been shorting tesla heavily so they all hate him now he said Fuck he came out guy. and said that he was gonna heavily short game gamestop because it's a dead company whatever which is which is sort of true Right? It was, it's when you been look, dying out. Yeah, yeah, it's been dying out. So these this group, Wall Street Bets, came out and told people to buy GameStop shares. Savages. And because the stock was so heavily shorted and so many people bought it, it's called the short squeeze. So it would force because it started driving the price of the stock up, those Hedge, so a lot of hedge funds were doing this. Companies with investment firms with lots of money were, were heavily shorting GameStop because this was happening and, and the stock price was being driven up by these the common men, the, the, yes. the average investor was, was purchasing GameStop. The price of the, sh- of the stock started going up, which forced those people shorting it to to then in turn buy shares to cut their losses yeah by buying the shares it goes up even more the stock rises even more and that's called the short squeeze which is incredible to a certain degree because now the power has shifted people have realized the power has sort of shifted in this case to the people because now the hedge funds and the big investors are starting to scramble and that's why if you look on the news Everyone's saying, oh, you know, all the Wall Street bets and and Reddit, you, you peep, the average investor is just gambling on, on the stock market. Mm. That's because they're scrambling and they, they, they want to try to dissuade people from purchasing the stock. And that's screwing everything up because because it, it just it's messing up. It, they're losing a lot of money from this. And the and the crazy thing is, is that. Now people are starting to see how much the the large majority of people could impact the stock. Because normally it would be those suit men mm-hmm. and, the, and the suits would 
control the share prices based on how many shares they buy, Mm -hmm. how many shares they sell. Once they sell the significant amount of shares that they hold, the percentage of shares that they hold of the whole company, then it significantly impact. It, It actually impacts the share, the share price. But now because so many people hold this many shares, it's starting to drive the price up yeah themselves which is screwing over the hedge funds which is actually pretty cool because now that's started to shift over to companies like amc nokia all these companies that are dying and that are being shorted by these Getting by these massive firms. Now. now all these people are making money and all these big funds are losing money so so that they're the the rich are panicking while the average person Mm. is cashing in on it which is kind of cool because like i said it's a transfer of power with the impact that people can have on a stock because they couldn't stop it obviously if it was up to them they gamestop was at ten dollars in the and eleven dollars in the middle of in like three months ago october october november now it's it's in the 300s yeah i mean that's insane that's insane and there's and this is so unprecedented because now the people see how much of an impact they could have on because mostly like we were saying like all of this stuff was being taken over and run by these rich guys with a lot of money and, and it's really the not poor people obviously but the middle class people with money can who, i quickly budge in yeah yeah just got a notification nbc news short sellers lost Fourteen point three billion dollars today alone on the on GameStop. Damn. Today, Wednesday, January twenty seventh. Yeah, that's crazy. Like nuts. But exactly, like even nuts. that, like that statement is fucking ridiculous. When it gets to the point where these rich people are trying to mandate everything and and they're running the stock market, and it's really this middle class America who's just kind of playing their game. Now that we have this more, tra- like you were saying, this transfer of power to where middle class America can be, or anybody who's really big in the stocks can partake in this boosting of a, a specific company in order to make money. And then you're fucking over the suits to the point where they have to buy or buy out of their shorts and then buy back into that same thing in order to make their money back. That just makes these exactly. guys even more money. And, and That's think, crazy. And think about the fact that money equals power Mm -hmm. and these people are losing tons of money the more money the common man makes the less power that these massive the this the gap of wealth this in my opinion is what shortens that gap obviously i have my own political opinions about about legislation and taxation and things mm-hmm. of that nature, but this is something that is closing that gap. To obviously, the billionaires are are at the top and they're going to stay at the top no matter what. Yeah, but this shortens that gap because that this ultimately leads to more wealth mm-hmm. of the common man, which is nuts, nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. How much of an impact this is having on society? Mm-hmm. And if you don't care, you should freaking care. Because this is this is crazy. I agree. Um, fuck rich people, essentially. 
they have too much power in this world, and uh, eventually, not. Shit I'm not change. talking about like a few million dollars. Nah, We're nah, talking like, about the rich billionaires. Yes. Although the big New York fan, fucking Elon, two hundred floor e- penthouse. Elon Elon Musk. He's promoted like, promoted GameStop, which eventually, which also led to the <laughs> stock shooting up. Yeah. Which again shows the influence that those rich people have. I fuck on with Elon Musk though because I like who he is as a person. His fucking podcast with Joe Rogan, both of them are amazing. That's a bad that yes. wants to improve society for the better. One hundred percent. And is honest. He's trying to advance this world. Exactly. But you guys know what time it is. From the going. deep. From the deep. Where we take a look in deep into the comments of our last post. As you guys know, Every week we post the episode at 2D Podcast, the number two on Instagram. Give it a follow, check it out, and make sure you guys, anything, it doesn't have to be questions. Some of these this week that we're going to be doing, they're not questions. It, it, it's, it's stories that they want to talk about. It's maybe a discussion that wants to be had. It's anything. Um, so, Paul, you want to read out the first one? First question is from Yaz Malik 13. Ooh. Interesting. Can you please share your favorite story about our head coach? Ooh, Barbodo. I oh, got a great this story. Is, this, is, this is a good one. I mean, if I had to pick, it would have to be the piano player speech. Oh, yes. I'm. I'm. He, don't get me <laughs> wrong. There's so many stories about our head coach that we could... Amazing. And I'm sure other people who play college soccer could relate or any kind of sport. They 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 could they have stories about their own coach, but for us, our head coach had this one speech where it was like, "Oh, we got piano players and piano carriers, and everybody's sitting there confused." This is a halftime speech, correct? No, it was a speech after practice. Once remember, it was after practice? Was, yeah. Ah, you remember yes, it was yes, up, yes, it was, yes, it was an yes. indoor practice. And our head coach was like, we have piano players and piano carriers. And he was talking, there was like, he said there was like three or four piano players on the team who basically, you know, are are the, they create stuff on the field and they do things, the the big things. The backbone. Yeah. While the piano carriers are the guys who are going to fight and basically just support the piano players. Mm. And just, just... Just think of that. All I have to say is think of that analogy that he made. And he went on for about 15 minutes talking about this. And we're all sitting there bewildered, (laughs) bewildered, like, what? What is this guy talking about? You know, but but it's it's hilarious to think about. It's something we even say now, like we'll call guys difference between piano players and carriers. Yeah, uh, that speech was amazing. I think everybody was like, yo, what the fuck is this guy talking about for the first, like, couple minutes? And then he kept talking, and we're like, okay. Well, we got we got it, but yeah, it was, like, still picture. funny. Like, yeah, the, it's just interesting. Think about that analogy. It's it's hard to describe for people who weren't there, but that, that would have to be my favorite memory for him. For me, so this goes back to, um, I believe it was my freshman year. And uh, there's a guy on the team, soccer team. He was a goalie who unfortunately is not on the team anymore, but his name is Ben Lee. Ben, if you're watching or if you're listening to this, bro, I miss you, dog. Yeah, bro, I miss this. Man. Funny, funny ass shit, bro. This guy would always bring amazing energy to the team. I love what he was about. Regardless, one day we're in training, right? <laughs> I got the story. 
and we're playing uh, 11 v 11 full field and the way the way coach breaks up practices a couple days before a game is he has all the starting 11 on one yep. side and he has the subs on the other this is you know obviously for obvious reasons it makes sure the, the starting 11 is together <laughs> but it also helps when the opposite team is playing against them because you know they sh- in 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 all reality they they should be the ones winning the scrimmages right exactly. because they are yeah. the starting 11 they should be the ones winning. It doesn't always happen like that, but yeah. that's the way it, it should go. That's the theory, right? Mm-hmm. So this particular practice, I be, I don't think it was the day before a game. Maybe it was a couple no, days no, before. No, no, a couple days before. Were you at this practice? Yes, I So was. it was my sophomore year. It yeah. wasn't my freshman year. Yeah. It was my sophomore year. So we're just clapping. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, so I, me I and was ben, there. I yeah, was playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Ben were on um, the subs obviously team. the subs team, and then you had the other goalies on the other side. And me and Ben were switching places, but regardless, we were slapping them. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. It was like 5 nothing. We're dogging these guys. Dogging them. And Coach is obviously like getting upset and shit like that. And one time, Rennie gets a through ball. And I'm in goal at the time. Ben is standing Ren- like... Rennie, by the way, is... Shout out to Rennie. Yes. He just got drafted to Rail Salt Lake. But Lake. Rennie, Rennie was our, is our forward, starting forward, obviously. Yes. and. Goat. Goat. Anyway, Rennie finally gets slipped through, past our defense, one-on-one breakaway, beats me. But, he, I, it's, we're, I'm coming out, so like I'm not right at the goal line. I'm probably like 12 yards, 14 yards out. He shoots it past me, and Binley is standing in the net. Bin just comes up behind, and before the ball rolls, again, we're Dogging these guys, and they haven't scored. And the whole this was time, the first goal. every time we score, yeah, let's fucking go. Every time we beat them, let's like overly hype, overly, overly hype, to the point where it is a little disrespectful. But like, yeah, 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 yo, yeah. like we're smacking we're having these a good guys. Time, we're yeah. having a good time. So he beats me. Binley before it rolls into the net, runs out from the <laughs> side so- from the end line, and just kicks the shit out of it, like. Boots it. <laughs> and Bodo just goes, Ben, Ben, you gotta let us score, man. We wanna celebrate too. And then afterwards, he's like, come on, guys, celebrate, cheer, yeah. <laughs> and like the whole starting 11, like obviously it's like 5 1 now. Yeah, yeah. They just start like, yeah, like that. Mad funny. But me and Ben get pulled off to the side after the game, <laughs> after the scrimmage ends. And coach looks at us and he's like, if you guys keep clowning around like that, you're done. You're <laughs> off the team. <laughs> and we're like, oh, damn, sorry. Because <laughs> like I said, we were, what, like I said, I'm a, we roast a lot. We love to yeah. fucking uh, uh, shit talk yeah, with the yeah. other team. And at that point that day, it was getting a little excessive. But there's a lot of shit going on that season. But yeah, regardless. And then quick last question before we end up. From the man who the podcast is, who this segment is named after, Jose Adames, asked Super Bowl prediction. Let's hear it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Agreed. Have to roll with Tom Brady. No doubt. 100%. Go. Go. But uh, regardless, we want to thank you guys again for listening in. Thank you so much. And... Tune in next week, episode six. Episode six. Got a special announcement next week. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Yes, sir. You're. You're.